Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and today is Sunday, April 11th, 2021, and it is going to be a fun, sports-packed Sunday for sure. The Masters is on right now. We've got uh, early basketball that's already started. Our main slate baseball is also up, and uh, and that's off, off and running. So I'm doing uh, the podcast today here a little bit later than normal. I was hoping to get uh, some of the news because today is like one of the craziest uh, heavy news days for players uh, that I've seen in a long time. And, you know, I it's we go through this, we, we try to get it as close as we can to what's going to help everybody. And, you know, if there's 15 changes, then it just, it literally domino affects uh, our lineup. So uh, today I just wanted to take uh, sort of a, a wild shot here to see if some of this news came in. And guess what? There's not a whole lot of it that did. So <laughs> we've got an eight game main slate tonight. <clears throat> and I'm just, I'll give you an idea of some of the, the key players that we have uh, confusion on because we don't know if they're going to play or not, or if they have minutes, uh, restrictions, et cetera. But we're gonna, I'm going to do the best I can, give you at least a good feel to start your build, at least get it into play. And then as normal, you know, it's the key is just staying uh, tuned in with us here at Coach Talk on um, our Discord, because we're going to be in there as this news breaks. Some of it may not break until after lock, so that, you know, we'll have some... Um, set something set up for a rotation of guys if we're swapping. I mean, that's the world of NBA. I mean, it's not like any other DFS sport uh, at all in the sense that it's breaking news, news you don't usually get be until, you know, maybe 30 minutes before the game. So it's, you know, you got to stay with it. And it, it becomes, I, I get so discouraged sometimes when some of our members miss those updates and, you know, they're stuck with with the lineups uh, that we had put in. And then what happens is there's changes and we have to swap and some folks miss it. So if the members are watching right now, please try to at least set your alerts so that when we do make <clears throat> those lineup changes that, that you can also adjust to them. Because uh, it's only fun when we all win together uh, in our in our Coach Talk family there. All right, let me give you a real quick rundown again of those keys to watch. Uh, we know Giannis is doubtful. I've already counted him out for the most part. Uh, Drew Holiday, probable. Kyle Lowry now questionable. Tatum is probable. Jamal Murray, questionable. Jalen Brown is probable. So I think both Celtics play. However, that's the early game, so it doesn't matter for this main slate anyway. But I just wanted to let you guys know if anybody's swapping folks out for the afternoon game. Chris Middleton, probable. Darius Garland, questionable. Uh, Jerry, uh, Jeremy Grant, questionable. So that's a very important one. We know that uh, Van Vliet and Ananobi are both out, which you know makes a definite difference there. Uh, Garrett Temple, doubtful. Jalen Noel, questionable. Gorgie Jang still uh, out for San Antonio, not making his debut yet. The big fella Mo Bamba is questionable. De'Anthony Melton out. Otto Porter out. Tyler Hero questionable. Rajon Rondo questionable. 
Kawhi is taking the day off, his rest day. He's out. Uh, those Milwaukee guys that all sat, Lopez, DiVincenzo, Middleton, and Holiday, all probable. The only one that's probably not going to play, he's doubtful, like we mentioned, was Giannis. <clears throat> Okiki for uh, Orlando, who's played a pretty big role, he's questionable. Um, and then we know Lonzo Ball's out. Uh, Miles Turner is out. Uh, looks like the Mavs are going to get Willie Cauley-Stein back. Maxi Kleba is questionable, however, and we know uh, Oladipo is going to be out for a bit for the Heat with that knee injury. So I told you it was a big list, and you know I was hoping it would pare down a little bit more than it did. But you know what? We're going to work with what we've got, and so we're going to give that a chance to uh, help you at least get it started. All right, let's go to the first game. I want to thank betus.com.pa for our lines. We're going to go through those while we go through uh, the probable lineups uh, for these games. Okay, first one, Milwaukee Bucks at Orlando Magic, 7 o'clock game. Bucks by 8.5. It's a 224.5 over under. And we have the Bucks at 32-20 and 20 against the Magic at 17-35. and 35. Probable lineups. Uh, right now for Milwaukee, Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Portis, and Lopez. And then for Orlando, it's going to be Michael Carter-Williams, Bacon, uh, James Ennis, and Okiki, questionable. He's listed in as now, but I don't know if he'll play. Uh, and then Wendell, Wendell Carter. Um, so... This first game, interesting. You know, Milwaukee's, when they sit guys, they sit guys. You know, there's no doubt about it. Coach Bud is a, a Coach Pop disciple. I think he picked up some things from him on, you know, just pulling the plug on guys when he wants to give them rest and just let it shake out from there. So uh, that's definitely what we've seen. But these guys are back in play. Orlando's certainly struggling with unloading all their uh, talent basically in trades and <clears throat> trying to build for the future. Um, I, you know, Holiday is certainly in play here. I, again, these guys were rested. They weren't hurt or sick or anything. So I think Holiday has to be considered. Certainly Middleton has to be a high consideration, even though he's had some rough games, including six for 27, the last uh, game he played. Um, but he's still, you know, with, with Giannis out against a, an undermanned, Orlando team, you got to have him uh, also in con in contention here. Bobby Portis, who all he does when Giannis is out is smash, so he's on my radar again. So you know, for me, I'm probably not going Divincenzo Lopez or some of the bench, uh, but Holiday, Middleton, and Portis, two of those three could easily make my lineup tonight. Uh, uh, you know, they need to win this game. They're uh, these guys should play full allotment of minutes. On the Orlando side, not crazy really about anybody. Uh, with If Bomba does play, he'll split some minutes at the bigs. Uh, you know, Michael Carter-Williams isn't doesn't have the same bite with Cole Anthony being back. So really it's a pass for me uh, on Orlando. All right, uh, game two, we've got the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, a eight, also an eight-point favorite. Well, the Bucks are eight and a half. Pelicans are eight, and it's two twenty-five and a half. Uh, and 
So we've got, um, let's take a look at it here. Okay, we've got uh, the Pelicans, 23 and 29. They really need some wins, man. And Cleveland at 19 and 33. Uh, not sure what direction they're going, but um, probable lineups. Bledsoe, Najee Marshall, Ingram, Williamson, and Adams. That's what the probable lineup is for. Uh, for the Pelicans, I mean, they just keep losing guy after guy. Ball's still out. Walker's still out. Hart will be out for a while. Uh, they're just banged up. Um, so that's interesting. Cleveland's probable lineup is Sexton. I do not think Garland's going to play. He's listed in the probable lineup, but I saw him leave the floor and go right to the locker room in the last game. Uh, my gut tells me he doesn't play. Then you have Okoro, Wade, and Love. And they're using some bench, too. Um, you know, this game is pretty pretty rough, in my opinion. Um, not really thrilled about it. Um, if you think Najee, Najee Marshall's going to get a long run, you know, he's dirt cheap. Uh, not, I'm not going that direction, though. I don't think you have to really go that deep here because uh, there is some other value on the slate. Um, Brandon Ingram and Zion. I mean, you know, where else do you need to go? Those are that's the one-two punch. Those are the two guys you have to look at here. And buying up for one of them, I think, is a very good idea. Uh, both, I think, is going to be a little too risky to put all your eggs in that basket with with two guys against a Cleveland team that doesn't play very fast. Um, Colin Sexton in play. He, he smashed for me the last game. He is uh, he's tough. And when Garland doesn't play, if Garland is out for sure, then Sexton becomes a real strong play for me. Um, then as far as the bigs go, you know, you can get some value with Love's price. However, he's still on a minutes restriction. It's shifting a little bit. And the rest of the guys just not worth it on a slate uh, of this magnitude. So that's what I'm looking at there. All right. Next game on the board, interesting one. It is also 7 o'clock. It's the Toronto Raptors and Knicks. Knicks are a three-and-a-half point favorite. It's a 216-and-a-half over-under. So uh, we look at this game. Toronto's 21-and-32. Knicks, 26-and-27. Probables for Toronto. Uh, Lowry, we know, is questionable. We need to know that news for sure. Uh, Trent, who had a monster, monster game last time out. Uh, Ananobi's uh, going to be out, we know for sure. So that uh, that changes things. We also know Siakam should be back. And Boucher, who's played up and down like always, if he gets the minutes, sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. Uh, you know, he's more than likely going to get the start with Baines off the bench. Uh, regulars for the Knicks, Peyton, Bullock, Barrett, Randall, Noel. Uh, interesting. I mean, you know, there's there's some things to like here. I think uh, R.J. Uh, Barrett and Julius Randall both are playable, especially with Ananobi out. Uh, I think that that opens things up a little bit for those two guys. Uh, you know, a little pricey on Randall for sure, but maybe well worth it. Uh, I'm not going to mess with that monster rotation of guards. Um, you know, don't feel real comfortable with that, uh, you know, that splitting of minutes there with the whole New York Nick backcourt. 
Um, so if I'm going to go Knicks, I'm I'm going going for the the two best players I think on their team uh, in Baird and Randall. And then on the Toronto side, you know, we need the news on Lowry. If he doesn't play, Malachi Flynn, great play. His price has come way up, but he's deserved it. He's been awesome. Huge minutes getting, you know, filling the stat sheet. So he's in play again if Lowry sits. If Lowry plays, then I, I'm not going to spend that that money uh, for Flynn. Uh, Trent, do you go right back to him? Uh, I'm not because... It's you know certainly going to be regression from that game, and it's the Knicks slow, slow ball and defensive-minded ball. So I'm not going to go there. Uh, Siakam is interesting to me. He he had that rest game the last game. Um, you know the Knicks are good defense though, and Randall you know can get after it. And you got Noel and Gibson. One of the two will be at center backing that up as Siakam tries to clear out and do his drive. So uh, even though he's interesting at that price against the Knicks, uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm a, I'm a little bit more interested in Boucher. I mean, just always chasing that ceiling game when, you know, we know he has in him. I mean, two games ago, he almost went for 40 and 20. That doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, I think he'll be fine. I think his price is about right. And uh, I'm I'm going to keep him uh, in consideration. Okay, how about we go to the next one? We go to the Chicago Bulls at the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is my favorite game of the day, and it should be for everybody's because these two teams are not defensive wizards, and I'm not meaning Washington Wizards. I'm meaning they're not stoppers, Bulls or T Wolves. Uh, this game is Chicago by four. Over under is 231. So the Magic 230 number, and I like it to even go higher than that, really. Um, so probable lineups for the, the Bulls are 22 and 29. Minnesota somehow 13 and 40. And they have some talent on that team. Uh, you know, very, very tough one there if you're a T-Wolves fan. All right, uh, Sadoransky can't just... Toss him. I mean, this is a perfect scenario for the Bulls. He's done really well, but Kobe White is in the mix with him, and they are splitting enough that it's going to push me elsewhere. Uh, we know Zach Levine's been playing absolutely out of his mind. He's not a good defender, as is his counterpart on the other side, Anthony Edwards. These two guys are pretty expensive. I like them both. I like the duel. I, you know, I love that when we get a stud from both sides, you know, and they don't guard each other very well, it becomes somewhat of a shootout. And I think this just lands perfectly that Levine and Edwards are going to be in that shootout. So I'm, I, those two are, were the first two I, I popped into my lineup today, even though they're expensive. Um, I just, I love the upside potential here. Uh, and I think this this has, uh, you know, really good opportunity to, to, to get some damage done. Now, the other duo, if you're looking for that, uh, you know, bumpering off the other guy, you've got Vuk and Towns. And they're both awesome. Uh, they both don't defend well. And they'll also be on each other. So, you know, you've got another opportunity there. Now, can you afford all four of those guys? No. I mean, it's just not realistic. You can't do it. Um, you, you know, for DraftKings, 
And Yahoo, if you could, you know, you can multi- take multiple guys at a position, but uh, FanDuel, you, you know, that doesn't even come into play. But uh, again, it's not realistic. So, you know, playing Vuk or Towns, possible. Uh, if you're still playing Levine and Edwards, you can still make it work with enough value on the slate. Um, but I'm I'm not going to go to to Vuk and Towns. I, I think that, you know, this is going to be a wide open run and gun type of uh, fill the lane, get the shot up quick, high scoring. I don't think they'll get in quite the half court sets that really help Vuk and Towns, especially Vuk. I think that uh, you're going to see more of the guards taking control of this game. I mean, those two will, I'm sure, do fine. But to, you know, to go 7-8x with those big salaries, a little bit uh, dangerous to me. I actually like uh, the other the forwards that are playing alongside of them uh, in Young and McDaniels. I think they're both, uh, you know, guys that can get some good uh, fantasy numbers. Thaddeus has been terrific. But, you know, the only problem with, with, with that Young is you do get a lot of marketing minutes as well. So that, you know, scares me a little bit. McDaniels is cheap. If you want to go Patrick Williams, which I often do is my value stud, and, and he generally pays off value. So there's all kinds of ancillary guys you can take here, including Rubio, but D'Angelo Russell's now splitting time with him. So, you know, D'Angelo's expensive, he's still on a minutes restriction, and just, you know, it, it, too dangerous for me to to spend that on a an eight game slate. So for me, there's some, again, this is my game. So, uh, Sadoransky with some interest, possibly, uh, Williams or young as a a value play. Definitely Levine on the Minnesota side, definitely Edwards and possibly McDaniels McDaniels as a value. Uh, and that that's it. So I think it's going to be a fun game to watch and hopefully, one that is just full of excitement for the DFS guys like me that will be stacking this game. All right, we go to the San Antonio Spurs against my Dallas Mavs. Mavs favored by six. It's 220 and a half. Uh, So interesting here. Uh, I like the line. I think it's about right on the money. You've got the Spurs at 24 and 26. Mavs are 29 and 22. Seven games over 500. Third hottest team in the league for the last since the All Star break, and playing some good ball. Uh, San Antonio Murray White DeRozan Johnson Pirtle with their same pretty deep bench rotation. Mavs right now it's looking like Luca, Jay Rich, uh, Dorian Finney Smith, uh, known as Dodo, uh, Porzingis, and then it, I think Kleba sits. Uh, and if he does, you know we could have. Uh, a lot of different options, uh, probably Nicola Melli, uh, and then Willie Cauley-Stein is back today also. So there'll be a rotation of guys there. Um, you know, this game isn't my favorite on the slate, I can tell you that. I think that, um, you know, DeRozan is the strongest player for the Spurs without question, and, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith is the best defender he and Richardson are the two best defenders on the Mavericks so I think DeRozan gets held in check slightly um DeJounte Murray is so expensive but he he is a guy I would consider um and that's it on that side of the ball with the Mavs to spend up for Luka or KP 
is a little dangerous. I know Pop will run some doubles at Luca. Uh, they'll certainly be shading to him. And with Pirtle protecting the rim, you know, some of those uh, attacking the basket moves that Luca does so well, he'll have some, some guys back there uh, trying to help out. So not going to spend up for Luca. KP, you know, good game. The last game, his price is still high. Pirtle's a pretty good defender. Uh, just, you know, you know, this game just doesn't sit well with me on the pricing. And then the value guys are just too risky for me. I don't want White, Johnson, Richardson. Uh, I just, those guys, all those secondary guys in this game can, you know, bust so easily that, you know, you can't, you get one guy in there with 10 fantasy points in your toast. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch some of this game, but this could be a, a just complete pass for me, uh, no doubt. All right, let's go to the next one. We've got the highest total on the board, even higher than the game I like the most, but it is Indiana at Memphis. Memphis is a three-point favorite. It's big fat, 233.5. So where do we go here? Uh, I do agree that you need some, you know, certainly have some exposure here, but how much exposure uh, is the question? And, you know, there's some good prices, some overpriced. Uh, Indiana's 24 and 27. The Grizz are 26 and 24. So you have two teams uh, both fighting uh, in their conferences for a playoff spot. Right now, Indiana's probables, Brogdon, Levert, Holiday, Sumner, and Sabonis, because Turner being uh, out. Um, well, he may. He's not completely listed out yet. we got to keep an eye on that. There was a, a I saw both doubtful and questionable tag on him, uh, but I, I think he sits personally. Um, with him out, you know, Sabonis is always a better play, but Sabonis and Valachun is similar style pounded games, and uh, I think they'll negate each other a bit uh for memphis they have uh probable of morant allen brooks anderson and valachunas with clark being back uh, in the rotation as well um you know this is the highest paced uh game as far as uh teams that get up and down the floor and and that reflects in the uh total uh but i'm not going, you know, leapfrog crazy over this game. I I like Levert as usual. I think Levert, his price is still fair enough. He's gone up, but, uh, you know, he can definitely break a slate when he's hot. Um, again, you know, I'm not going to go up for the, the, the money on Sabonis. Holiday continues to play a million minutes and low-priced, but again, you know, great GPP play because he can get hot but not always a slam dunk. Um, you know, with Brogdon back, that certainly takes the luster off McConnell uh, for that value. Um, Brogdon is in play, but, you know, he has not been a guy that's blown up uh, any slates at all this year. He's had some value uh, at times and with his price down, uh, but not where he's just an 8X or 9X like he did last year. On the Memphis side, Jaws playing pretty good ball, but he does get a tougher Brogdon defense and McConnell defense, a fresh McConnell, you know, because they'll be splitting minutes. So that, you know, that deters things for me with Morant a bit. 
Um, not not big on Grayson Allen. Not a guy that makes uh, value that often. Dylan Brooks in play. I think just the the fact that he uh, plays so many minutes and his price is cheap makes him an option. Um, Kyle Anderson continues to make a lot of uh, you know five six seven x at times, but you know Clark is going to play uh, some minutes in his stead, and then he'll also uh, Clark probably play some for Joe Val. Uh, but he hasn't exactly been breaking the slate lady, lately uh, either. So I know this is going to be a, very possibly the highest owned game. Uh, it, it does have the highest total, like I've said three times, because it just doesn't it doesn't look like it should surpass the Chicago Minnesota total to me. I I think Chicago Minnesota is five, maybe six points higher of a total than Indiana Memphis. So. Hey, is it you listen to me or you listen to Vegas, who has the sharpest line setters on the planet? Uh, but that's completely up to you. I just can give you my opinion. Uh, so I'm not going to be strong on this game. You know, a one-off of, you know, a Levert uh, would probably be uh, my favorite guy, maybe a Brooks. But not a ton of exposure, but a little bit there. I don't want to completely leave that game uh, out of there, but it's not going to be one of my key games for sure. While it will be, uh, you know, really nice to to have some pivots off of that game. Uh, you know, it'll be somewhat contrarian, uh, but it'll give us some really good leverage, I think. <clears throat> all right, we have two more left. They are also the two late games. We've got a big fat two hours between uh, the, all those uh, early games and uh, well, let's see. To, to to review it here, we had two two seven o'clockers: Bucks, Magic, Pelicans, Cavaliers. Then we have a bunch of eight Eastern games: Raptors, Knicks, Bulls, Timberwolves, Spurs, Mavericks, Pacers, Grizzlies. Then we have the two-hour break, the true after-hours slate. Uh, two games. They're both at ten Eastern. First one is Miami Heat, Portland Trailblazers. It's a pick'em. At Portland, 221 and a half, which is a pretty darn good number. Uh, this game's interesting. I think it's got uh, definitely some possibilities in here. Um, the Miami Heat are 27 and 25 against the Trailblazers at 31 and 21, 10 games over 500. They are playing well. Um, we've got uh, probables for Miami uh, Dragic, Robinson, Butler, Ariza, and Adebayo. We still don't know if Hero's in or not. We know Oladipo's out. So it changes the, the process there a little bit with that squad uh, and the rotation. With Portland, it's Lillard, McCollum, Powell, Covington, and Nurkic. Um, Nurkic is possibly out, uh, possibly in. That's one of those big news pieces. Cantor just, you know, easily had 30 rebounds, and we rostered him. We had him. I love Canner when Nurkic sits, but when Nurkic is back, it's it's eliminated for me because it's a split. Uh, Dragic is going to get more minutes by default here. Uh, he's hasn't been playing huge minutes, but uh, with guys out, uh, I think he's going to be the recipient. And uh, Portland's backcourt is not good defensively, so Dragic is in play. Uh, not probably going to go Robinson or none off the bench especially not knowing the hero news for sure. Uh, Jimmy Butler has not really made value in a long time. His price keeps coming down, and it's just because they have so many weapons. 
But I think he gets a little bit more of that action back, especially with Oladipo, even though he was only there for a couple games before getting hurt, uh, especially if Hero's out. I think Butler, this could be a sneaky, you know, we've sort of forgot about Jimmy Bucket's kind of game uh, where he could really shine. He is a, definitely expensive, but not where the number he was before. He is certainly in my player pool, and I will be considering him uh, tonight. Uh, not going to go Ariza this game, not with Covington D, uh, and, and he's sort of being, been over-owned. He's everybody's uh, sort of favorite uh, buy-down guy. Uh, Bam <clears throat> in play certainly can take advantage specifically of Canner and, and, you know, too quick for Nurkic as well. Uh, you know, if Canner's going to play the big minutes and Nurk does sit, then Bam elevates probably to my top center play. If Nurk's going to play, then uh, he's more of a secondary or GPP play for me. Uh, on the Portland side, um, you know, I've gotten stung a few times trying to uh, go with any of these three guys, Lillard, McCollum, and Powell, and it just isn't paying off. It's somewhat of a gamble any which way you go right now because uh, they're all getting shots up. You know, still Lillard and McCollum, can, you know, are in control of the team, but Powell is a really even stronger option than Trent was when he was here. And, you know, there's a lot of sharing going on. That's why they're winning. And they also use their bench quite a bit. Miami's got a good defensive scheme. So not going to spend up for the big bucks guards uh, from Portland uh, here. So hopefully I can use some of that money for the Miami side. All right. I think we have uh, one game left, don't we? Let's go see what we got. Yes, we do. The Detroit Pistons at the Los Angeles Clippers. Big spread here. This is the only big spread of the day. Uh, other two, eight, eight and a half are, are decent. This is the only game that concerns me on the blowout side. Uh, you know, I think it's something we have to consider. Uh, you know, ho however, Kawhi, it's rest day for Kawhi. Maybe that keeps it closer. But it's, it's that combination I don't like. Double-digit spread, uh, Clippers might by 12, and only a 216 over-under. So that, you know, that could be a disaster for those of us DFS players because it could misfire on both sides of the, the docket there, blow out and be low scoring, and then you're really in trouble. So, you know, where do we go here? Detroit's been tough to figure. Detroit's 16 and 37, Clippers 36 and 18. Uh, they're really starting to flex their muscle now that they've got a lot of their guys back. They're able to rest guys and, and get done what they need and still win. And that's probably what will happen tonight. But Detroit's been playing a lot of guys in the backcourt. Dennis Smith starting. Uh, the probables right now are Smith, Jackson, Bay, Stewart, and the fourth guy in. It looks like Grant's probably not going to play. He's questionable. So they have him still listed as a, a probable starter. But I don't believe that he plays for sure. We need to follow that news uh, for sure. Uh, also... Uh, with Plumley, we need to make sure we we follow that news because that changes that lineup. You know, is Isaiah Stewart in play? Um, you know, do you want to go with one of the backcourt guys for Detroit? I I'm not because Kojo's playing a lot. Uh, Sadiq Bay gets good run, uh, but you know their backcourt is pretty jammed up, and it's just too risky, especially against the Clippers 
you know, Clippers team that's improving defensively game over game. For the Clippers side, you know, you've got some similar situations here. You know, we need to make sure and see who's in, who's out. You know, uh, Pat Bev is out. Uh, so it gives Reggie Jackson the reins a little bit. Uh, you know, when Leonard sits, usually Luke Kennard is in that rotation and can get some minutes. Same with Terrence Mann. Uh, they have all three. They have right now the probable Jackson, Kennard, Mann, Morris, Zubach. Uh, so we'll see. You know, is that going to be the main rotation? Are we going to get uh, some of the other contributors in there, you know, the that, you know, can make somewhat of a difference, the Batoons? Um, but I'll tell you, the guy that's been consistent with me, broken record, but Marcus Morris, he's just, you know, when especially when Kawhi or George sit, um, it, it definitely can make a difference. And I think that uh, we need to know for sure what the status is on George, first of all. But, you know, Marcus Morris is that second flight guy. If the key guys aren't playing that I would go to, Luke Kennard's cheap. Terrence Mann is cheap. So those are options as well. If you think Reggie Jackson's going to get enough of a run with Pat Bev out, also an option. So you can actually get some Clippers here uh, with value. They may be the best value team until this news opens up and lets us know, you know what the rest of the situation is. So uh, I would say I'm going to look to dip into a little bit of that value. Uh, you know, wouldn't mind having a, a Kennard and a Morris if those guys are sitting and then an Isaiah Stewart on the other side, uh, if Plumley and Grant especially are down. So uh, that could be a nice game to make up some salary for the other guys. All right. Uh, that is the whole thing. Just buzzing right through it. I know I want to make this show a little bit uh, shorter today because everybody's watching the Masters and baseball and and basketball, so I want to let everybody get back to that. Certainly hope this helps you at least formulate that initial lineup. Um, we invite you to join us. Uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, you can sign up for any packages. You get all four of our sports, basketball, football, baseball, and golf. We cover all of them, full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo. Uh, really sharp uh, coach's clipboard, which gives you a highlighted group and some other fill-in players for DraftKings. So we've got you covered. Uh, we have a ter terrific group of members. We have a, a meeting every uh, Saturday at noon where everybody chats, talks strategy. Uh, we really emphasize bankroll management and contest selection before we even start discussing player strategy uh, because that, you know, those lineup builds, if you're not in the right contest or not, uh, managing the bankroll for your DFS correctly, then that's not going to matter. So we really try to emphasize uh, the whole entire package. So really appreciate everybody. If you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second, hit the thumbs up. That's really, really important to us. Subscribe, hit the little alert button up in the corner so you know when our podcast posts. Uh, that is it, uh, my friends. Uh, hopefully this was uh, speedy enough today that we're able to get everybody enough information and yet not take too much away from their Sunday. So I uh, hope everybody crushes it today. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, uh, check us out. Shoot us uh, an email, dfscoachtalk at gmail.com. You can also uh, look us up at, DFS at dfscoachtalk on Twitter. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. 
and my running mate here that will be back with me tomorrow for basketball, Andrew Hansen, is at Language Olympic. So that is it for the entire team, our other pros, Mr. Uh, we call him Crash. Mr. Crash and Mr. Tyler are both killing in baseball today. So for those guys, our entire team, Joe Stanton, uh, Brett Trimble, Dawson Sarvati, and the entire gang, uh, I am Coach, and we will look to catch you again tomorrow when we crush it in DFS. <laughs>